Welcome back to another week of Meredith with the Y. I am your host, Meredith Willett, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about today. So stay tuned and find out along with me. Here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. And I think that what I'm going to talk about is my very difficult time trusting women. And this actually started fluffing up for me recently because I am going into a business relationship with a woman and she's going to be renting out one of the spaces. I have two office spaces and she is going to be renting out one of them with me, which is going to help me with my office rent because I never use that side of my office hardly ever. And I find that when, and she's been nothing but beautiful and kind and loving and sweet on every text and every interaction. But every time she sends me a text, I feel all of my spidey senses acting up. I find them to be uncomfortable. I don't like seeing it. I find this also with other people that I'm in business with that are females and it's becoming a, 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 so obvious that I can't ignore it anymore because I don't want to be in an uncomfortable relationship with women. And this does not happen with women that I am at arm's length with, that I don't have necessarily a personal, deep personal relationship. It seems to be when a person can harm me when they're in a relationship with me that can cause me um, stress or strain. And I I couldn't quite figure out why this was happening because I don't want to feel that way. I want to be excited to be in relationships with women. However, every time it happens, I get that same, the same feelings. And so this morning I was doing a workout And I said to myself, where could this possibly be coming from? Why in the world do I have these maybe trust issues with women that I am in a contract with, or they could hurt me in some way? And so while I was working out, I said to myself, hey, self, what's up? What's going on? And unfortunately, The only place to go is backwards, right? And we can do this with anything that we are having a stressor with, anything that we're having a difficult time with. We can go backwards. We can say, when did this first pop up? When did you stop trusting a man or a woman? When did you become afraid of the dark and why? When did um, you start hating certain foods or cars or heights or whatever. And some of it, you know, we can't see because it could be past life, subconscious, or some of it is very conscious and we just haven't addressed it. So I'm addressing it. And I'm sure it comes back to being raised by my mom and my having a stepmom and those relationships were not always consistent. They had power over me. They could control 
my freedoms being grounded, not grounded in trouble, not in trouble, chores, not chores. And I can feel the tightness in my throat, even as I'm having this conversation with you all or speaking to you all. And this is a problem because I, until today, really didn't understand that I was basically taking out those fears and those frustrations of being controlled by a woman because my dad, my parents were divorced when I was six. So he was out of the house and never really was a disciplinarian. My stepfather was never a disciplinarian and not that my stepmom was a disciplinarian, but she was kind of responsible for driving um, my brother and I back and forth for visitation and making breakfast, lunch, and dinner when we were visiting and things like that. But my mom my mom was responsible basically for everything in my world. She was responsible for food, housing, you know, if I'm in trouble, Christmas presents. I mean, she was responsible for everything. And, you know, she could be the greatest mom known to mankind. And it's still, she was a disciplinarian that made me feel helpless being a child. And moving forward, I was helpless with my stepmom because she was, you know, she is a very alpha personality and what said, what was said goes. And I really wasn't allowed to stick up for myself and with, with either woman. And so now I've noticed literally this has been in the last few hours that this is that same physical reaction that I get when I am in a relationship with a woman in a business partnership or in some sort of relationship of that way, that I begin to feel helpless, that I begin to feel put upon, out of control, victimized, et cetera. And this has been a really weird realization because I just thought that I was stubborn or that I was a control freak, or that I was a loner. And now I'm realizing that this has been born from a pattern learned in childhood that when you're in a relationship with a woman who has control over your life, it's a negative thing. And so now what do I do, right? What do I do with that? So I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and um, he's one of my favorite people, actually. And he told me that when he was in therapy, there was like this process that he went through and it was basically acknowledge what it no longer serves you in your childhood and replace it with things that do serve you and make sense currently. And so since this morning, I recognized that this situation with the way I view um, women I'm in a business relationship with that I get into this mental, emotional, physical place based on these emotions that no longer serve me. And now that I recognize them, now it's a matter of replacing them with new thoughts and feelings and emotions and uh, that serve me. And honestly, this is kind of the practice of everything I do all of the time. This is kind of what <laughs> behind the scenes Meredith looks like when I'm trying to figure out how to heal and how to be healthier. Because until you can admit you have a problem, there's no way to fix it. Until you can pull back and go, shit, 
something is not right here. This woman has done nothing to me and my spidey senses are up. My hair stands up on my neck. I get physically uncomfortable when I see a text come over because I think something bad is going to happen. I think that something negative is going to happen. I think that they're out to get me. I think that my day is going to be ruined because of something they're about to say. And maybe as you're listening to this, Maybe you do too, because a lot of our mothers were our disciplinarians. And if you're younger, maybe your mother is your disciplinarian and it's causing issues with, or will cause issues maybe with other women in your future or in your present. And if you are a mom and you are, you do have kids, listen to my words here. Think about yourself. Think about how you interact with your sons and daughters your non-binary children and ask yourself, am I setting them up for healthy relationships with people in the future? Do they feel comfortable coming to me? Am I scary? Am I an authoritarian when it comes to punishment and having a conversation and discipline? Or do I allow space for their personality and opinions, their conversation? Do I give them space to feel comfortable enough to challenge something or to have an argument because I was not given that space? And so when I'm in a relationship, a business relationship with a woman, and a lot of times even friendships, I tend to shut down. I tend to choose flight over fight. I tend to break off the friendship versus fix it, challenge it, or have the conversation. Maybe you do too. Maybe you run from men when things get difficult because you were never allowed to have a voice with your father or with your brother or with your first husband or with a boyfriend. You see, this goes back to the fact that we're just walking around open vessels and that We always are being programmed, unprogrammed, reprogrammed accordingly. So this is an opportunity where I decided, you know what? It's time to look at this. I have this beautiful woman who is so kind, who's going to be a great office partner, who's been nothing but kind to me. And I still have that feeling. I still have that feeling that makes no sense. And I don't want it anymore. So what do I do? I go back, I reprogram. Because my brain, your brain, our brains do not know the difference between past, present, and future. And so I go back. I go back to tell my inner child, my old (laughs) back in the day, Meredith, I go back there and I say, look, you're a little kid. You were small. You were a teenager. You were a middle schooler. Your mom was trying to keep you safe. Did it always work out? No. Did it, was it always done the right way? Probably not. Because guess what? We're all broken, whacked out humans who are doing our best. Take her off the pedestal. Go back, Meredith. Go back and reprogram. All women are not out to get you. <sighs> Whoa, 
all women are not trying to control you. Mm. I can feel it coming off my back. All women are not going to ruin your day when you are in some sort of commitment with them. Mm. Interesting. Before I sat down to do this recording, I was getting ready for our our day today. The kids are off school. And uh, I could feel myself getting angrier and angrier for absolutely what I thought, no reason. I was just, I thought I was frustrated. I had to check. I'm like, did you take your CBD yet? Because you're unhinged. And I had, so I couldn't use that as an excuse for my irritation. But I think it was because all this was fluffing up. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad that I have been probably protecting myself from emotionally intimate relationship with women. And I got to tell you, I'm very likable. People like me. Women like me. I like women. But if I'm in a situation where they have the ability to alter the course of my life somehow, be it I'm moving out of your rental or I don't feel like paying you, which has never happened with my rental house. So don't think that it's, this is a message. It's not, or whatever it is, probably my old relationship with my old business partner probably was very messed up because of this part of my personality. I got defensive. I was not vulnerable. I was edgy. I was, I had my guard up. It's interesting the way that these programs can affect your life and not even quite realize what's happening. Not even quite realize how it's programmed you to encounter the world around you until you do. But we all have this opportunity to do better. We all have this opportunity to to change it up, to fix it, to do better, to grow, to heal. I'm going to be 50 this year. It's time, right? Even if you're going to be 20 this year, it's time. If you have something that's scary or irritating or you feel that button being pushed, that's something that needs healed in you. That's something that you can fix. You shouldn't be irritated. You shouldn't be fearful. I don't know if I ever told you guys, but when I was about, I think 20 years old, I had a roommate and we shared this little downstairs apartment of this duplex. And I enjoyed living there. And one day the the girl's dad and mom invited me and her out to dinner at this nice Italian restaurant. And I was super excited to go. And we sat down and this man was, I believe at the time, the chief of police probably about six foot five, six foot four, big man, big, huge man. And he starts berating me. Again, I must have been about 20. He starts berating me right at dinner about how I could be a better roommate and I'm not helping to clean as much as she is. And I explained to him that's because I pay for all the groceries because I made more money. And that we had it figured out that way. And it was so bad (laughs) that I literally lit a cigarette right there at the dinner table. 
and then walked outside. This is when you could smoke in a restaurant. And I went outside and I think I called my dad. I'm not sure because I was at that point hyperventilating because this humongous man who has power was coming at me and I had no idea it was happening. I had been completely, I had been completely ambushed. And I had to go back to dinner because P.S., of course, they picked us up. So I was trapped. So I had to go back and put up with it. And from that point on, for many, many decades, actually, I was always afraid to go and meet someone anywhere unless I was a thousand percent sure of their intention. Usually I would have to talk to them before we met out because I needed to know that everything was going to be okay once we got to where we were going. I had absolutely no trust and no faith because I was so traumatized by that situation that for decades I could barely get the courage to meet someone out. I'd almost have to have them come to my house first. That would allow the um, anxiety to release or go to their house first. I'd have to know what was going out or drive myself, whatever. This was before Ubers and we weren't in a place that actually had taxis. So I was stuck, trust me. And so there's things in our lives that have happened that create a physical, energetic, emotional memory. And we might think, oh, that's just a memory, not recognizing fully that it has taken a hold of our bodies as a trauma. They've done studies. I've said it here before, I'm sure, that they're finding out that trauma does not necessarily live in the mind. Trauma lives in the body, stored as energy. And we cannot merely talk ourselves out of trauma by logic or by even therapy many times. We have to walk the walk. We have to do the EDMR. We have to do the emotional release, which is one of my favorite appointments that I offer clients. We have to remove those trapped emotions and heart walls that our bodies have created almost like a tumor or a cyst to protect us, but they're still in there. The mind and the body are one people. They'd like us to believe that the brain is one thing and one organ. If your brain was so separate from your heart, it wouldn't be beating right now. It's all connected. The smell that you smell that reminds you of your grandmother or the food that reminds you of the 4th of July picnic and 10th, you know, when you were 10 years old the buttercream frosting that reminds you of a birthday or a wedding cake. Those things live in your tongue, in your mind, in your body. The way that you can feel with your fingertips, your childhood carpeting, or your childhood kitchen counters, or your college bunk beds, or your first couch. Those memories, good and bad, live in your entire body. That's why they make your stomach sick or your back hurt or your brows furrow. These things live within us. They affect us until we are ready to let them go. To replace the childhood information that no longer serves us with the new information, the new way of doing things. 
so delicious and wonderful that we can change, but we have to be willing and open to look back sometimes, not because we want to belabor it, not because I want to call my mom up right now and say, how dare you discipline me to, I don't want to do that. There's no need for it. Holding her accountable for her doing what she always thought was the best, which so often was, doesn't fix my pain. It doesn't fix my programming. What fixes my programming is me deciding to look at it and to replace it and to acknowledge it and to reframe it and to reprogram it to release it and make a new mindset towards women, to speak into reality the fact that no matter even if I'm in a business contract, a person, man, woman, or child doesn't have the right to treat me poorly. It's okay. I'm going to be okay. And it's so funny as I'm sitting here talking to you, my left shoulder is just going crazy, overwhelmed female. The body speaks to me and you all the time in pain, illness, health, happiness. Our body's constantly speaking. And oddly enough, I've been having shoulder pain since I got in my tubing accident, Labor Day weekend, and that is the left shoulder as well. So chicken and the egg, which came first, the emotional expression, the emotional weakness in my left shoulder or the accident, or did the accident now make me believe that it's just that pain, but it's really not. It's really the emotion trapped there. That's a whole conversation. We've been given a gift and the gift is the present, the ability to change things, to heal from things, to know better and do better, to take what we had and transform it into something that we want, to take our past and reframe it as a catalyst for the future a beautiful future of healing and possibility where we don't blame anyone for anything, but we use those opportunities to transform us into something more amazing because of that experience. If you blame anyone for anything, you're taking away your power and your opportunity to learn. I was watching this guru on TikTok the other day, and he was saying that if you do not have gratitude for all of your difficulties, you're missing it. You're wasting it. Use every difficulty to your greatest advantage. Use every pain, every problem, every heartache, every everything to teach you something. And if not in the very moment, at least allow yourself a takeaway in the future when you are ready to do it, when you're ready to do the work when you're outside of it far enough that you have a little more perspective. But as soon as you have the opportunity for that perspective, use that time and catalyst wisely to change you forever. Every single thing that has ever happened for you has been for you. You signed up for all of this before you came to this planet for a reason. Nothing is to be wasted. The bad guy is still a valuable character in your journey. Let it be. Let them be. 
a catalyst for your change. Don't waste a minute of the pain on missing the lesson. Don't do it. I personally have talked to so many people recently who feel stuck. It seems like every appointment starts out with, so what are we talking about today? I don't know. I just feel stuck. I feel like there's something that I should be doing, but I'm not. And so understand that sometimes the fluffy pause, the stuck, the not moving forward is a pause for you to take moments to look back, to look within, to see what it is that needs to be healed so that you can move forward. The fluffy pause, the stuck is never stuck. You're never stuck. You're always moving forward. You're just not figuring out why it is that you feel stuck. You're not, you're not addressing the stuck. You're not addressing the message. If you're not moving forward, it's because there's something there that needs healed. And your brain and body know that you can't get there without going through it. You got to go through the it. You got to be inside the is. I could never be where I'm at today had I not went through what I've gone through the last two years. I was thinking about a situation that happened to me about three years ago. I was at this restaurant and this person found out that I was a medium and starts asking me all these questions. Everyone's, you know, bombed at this point. It was this like open bar party at this restaurant opening, which is a whole nother story. And she starts asking me all these questions. And so I started reading for her and I, it's all ego. I mean, all of it's ego. Since then, I've learned a great lesson to never, ever do readings on anybody that's been drinking or if I've been drinking, but I digress. And so the thing of it is, is, Sometimes you've got to learn the painful lesson. Sometimes, or always, actually, you have to go through this or you can't get to there because you won't be ready for the there. I always tell people, it's not about when are you going to find the person of your dreams or the job of your dreams or the home of your dreams? If you're not ready to be in that space, you do not want to meet the person of your dreams because you will screw it all up and they won't even be able to see you because you're not there yet. They might be there and you're not there or you're there and they're not there, but the timing's not right because the two of you are not where you need to be. Going through the pain and the healing and the situation and the pause always has a purpose. So if you're out there and you're feeling stuck, just know the pain has a purpose. The pause has a purpose. Look for it. Figure out what's going on in there. The irritation, the aggravation, the discomfort is all signs. They're all signs that it's fluffing up. Thank you so much for being here this week. I hope you got something out of this. I sure did. I hope you're enjoying the podcast with Skylar and I. We're having a lot of fun over at Fireside. If you have not downloaded the Fireside app, please do so. Show up on 
Mondays for Skylar and I live. You can come on stage with us, download the Fireside app. There's a couple questions that you have to answer. They're trying to keep out the trolls. We've had some great conversations. Again, the Fireside app, it's like a bluish, it looks like a cigarette that's on fire. No offense, Fireside, but worst logo ever. Download the app and join us at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday over at the Fireside app. Not all of them will be made into podcasts. Only some will be. So go over and check out that. You can always listen to or watch the replays over at Fireside as well. Also, they are shown live on Meredith with a Y YouTube page. Um, They will always be streaming live over there. So thank you so much for being here with me this week. And I will be coming to you again next Tuesday, same time, same sandbox. I will see you there. Thanks all. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.